0: Welcome back for another episode of Coach My World. I am Renee Roberts, and I am your coach for this episode. Uh, I hope everybody had a chance to go back and listen to episode 16. We are in election season, and it's almost time to vote, guys. Like, literally. I don't know. Depending on where you are, your polls may already be open, but I know here where we're located Uh, Polls have yet to open. They will be opening soon for early voting. And um, this episode 16, listen, it will help you uh, do your voting and get it done in such a proficient way. Uh, So thank you guys for listening in. And if you haven't had a chance, go back and listen to that. As always, I encourage you to share, 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 share. The podcast, guys. Um, we're getting very good uh, responses from it, and I'm ex- I'm extremely excited about that. Um, one thing I never really mentioned. I just want to tell you guys. You know, if you want some private counseling, check me out at Rene roberts. dot com. I would love to accommodate you, and I would love to be a part of your life's journey. So visit me there and you can book a session with me at your convenience and check out my Facebook and Instagram pages. If you want to know what I look like, you know, you just like, who is this lady talking about private counts uh, private coaching. I am Renee Roberts. Check it out on Facebook and Instagram, and you'll see a little bit more into my world. And as always, my ultimate goal is for each episode to be a therapeutic time of self-discovery, healing and for progress for your life. So I'm excited to get your life moving forward in this episode. So you have seen the title. When you, you know, click to listen, you saw that we're talking about you're not good for me. So today I want to focus on identifying toxic behaviors. And and I'm I am don't try to jump ahead of me, you know, in your thoughts, you're thinking, you know what that is. No, no. Um, Just sit back. Buckle your seatbelts. We're going to go somewhere with this. But this particular episode is going to be the beginning of a six part relationship series. So this is this is part one. uh, Part one. In totality, uh, part, the, the subsequent parts will be different subject matters, but they will all be tied into relationship. But I thought kicking it off about uh, toxic behaviors would be good for us to start. So I was thinking, here's my thought. This was a prevailing thought for me concerning this particular episode. You know, in our society, we are not taught to recognize toxic patterns of behavior. Most times we're just taught to um, execute strategies to deal with toxic behaviors. And um, so we, we negate to do preventive measures uh, or use preventive methods which really would entail us identifying these things before they become problematic in our relationships. And realize that realize that there are certain things that if we were able to identify them, you probably would not be in relationship uh, with the individual or individuals uh, had you seen those things or known those things before. Now, get this, most maladaptive behaviors, they're not surprises. They have been there. They've existed, but we get so blinded by love. We get so blinded by the idea of being in relationship. And I'm not just speaking of a romantic relationship. This can go for any relationship. There, It could be a, a platonic relationship. Uh, some platonic relationships have major dysfunction also because of toxic behaviors. And so these types of things, if we don't have a recognition for them, if we don't, if we're not, we don't have the ability to identify them, they literally cause damage, not just to the relationship, but they cause damage to, our, to us as beings. And so we have to start learning to pay attention to these flags. They call them flags in, in society, but I want to call them signals. You know, we, we have to pay attention to the signals and maybe we haven't paid attention because we don't know what that looks like. And so, what I want to do today, I want to challenge your perspective and your perception of toxicity. And I'm going to do that by just kind of going through a list of things to look for in individuals. Now, get this. You may already be in a relationship. And so you can measure, uh, you know, that relationship by these things I'm going to share today. But even more so, I want us to become a little more proactive and more. um, What's the word I'm looking for? You know, I I want us to become more preventive in, in doing these things. So we're going to take these things. Look at what it looks like and then start comparing it to some things before we get linked up and hooked up and booed up and married up and, you know, and all of these things. And and we're miserable in it because we realize like, oh, my God, I've married a monster. Oh, my God, I'm engaged to a fool. Oh, my God. You know, I'm 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 hooked up in relationship with a crazy person. So we want to make sure that we're able to do this before your heart gets entangled, before your emotions get linked and locked in. We want to learn what to look for in individuals. And I'm talking about in individuals behaviors. Now, listen, toxicity does not make people bad. So I don't want you to feel like this is making an individual a bad person. Uh, no, the person is just bad for you. Because toxicity is also, uh, it could could be subjective. But the things I'm going to to give you today as identifying marks, uh, they're really objective things. And so, meaning they go across culture cross cross country uh it doesn't matter you know it goes for everybody you know so it's not about how I was raised and this no this is for everyone this goes strictly with human behavior and so we're gonna I want to get into those because I have like an entire list for you guys today and I'm going to do my best to just kind of take my time so we can kind of chat about them a little bit and, you know, cover all 13 of them. Yes, I did say 13. Don't get nervous, guys. It's going to be good. So pay attention because I need you to grasp these things so that we can we can save ourselves from so much heartache and so many headaches. Ah, oh, OK. So here we go. So what does toxicity look like? The first thing toxicity looks like emotional drainage. When you have an individual in your sphere connected to you, uh, around you, and they are emotionally draining you, that is a sign. You need to look into that. You need to pay attention to that. Alert, alert. It's a flag. Flag is waving and there's a red flag. Warning, warning. Be careful because if they are emotionally draining to you uh, now, guess what's going to happen over time? They're literally going to suck the life out of you. They're going to suck the emotional life out of you. They're going to cause you to be uh, in emotional spaces that you never would have imagined yourself in. They begin to create emotional deficits for you. So you have to be cautious of that. When you start feeling emotionally drained, what does that look like, Coach Renee? Well, it looks like okay. I was just with you, we, and and when I left you, I'm exhausted now. You have literally pulled all of my emotional energy out because of your emotional state or because of your uh, neediness. Ah, that's a good one because of your neediness uh, in an emotional uh, matter. So, be mindful of the emotional drainage. I know we get accustomed to certain things and we get used to certain things. And so we don't really see how drained we really are. But if you start being a little more intentional with paying attention to what's going on with you. Do I always tell you all, listen to your body. Your body starts talking. Your head starts hurting. You know, your eyes start, you know, jumping around in your head and you getting cross eyed. You're being emotionally drained. I'm just teasing about the cross eye, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, but hey, it could happen. All things are possible uh, in science, right? Okay, so that's the first one, emotionally draining. Number two, when people start making you feel ashamed, guilty, or bad about yourself, and that is a flag. That is a sign. That is a sign of toxicity. Toxicity is in the air if every time I have to deal with feeling ashamed because if I've made a mistake or they're making me feel guilty about myself or or making me feel bad, uh, that is toxic. And do not Think that you're going to change. And this goes for all of these things. Please, people, stop feeling like you are the savior of toxicity and you're going to just rescue and change this person and make them into the best person for you. No, everybody just some people are just not good for you. Some people are just not good for you. And we have to be so in love with ourselves that we we want to make sure that we are protecting um. Our own sanity, protecting our own esteem, protecting our hearts, protecting our perception. Um, So let's 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 not even let's not get stuck in the emotional realm on this. If they're making you feel guilty and ashamed and feel bad about yourself, that is a sign of toxicity. Number three, untruthful or dishonest. Look, there is no such thing as little white lies. okay? no such thing. I didn't know lies had colors, honestly. But um, if lies had a spectrum of colors, they probably would be more in Halloween colors. Right. We know blacks and oranges and those bloody reds. So we're going to, you know, lies are lies. That's the point I'm making. And and dishonesty, you know, little dishonest ways and moves and and uh, uh, fraudulent behaviors, you know, deception. All of that falls in it, you know. So if you're if, if the person you're dealing with, because wait, let me back this up. And we're going to get into this in one of this, the episodes in this relationship series, but the friendship part of it. When you are connecting with someone, there are certain things that you should be building and establishing in that relationship. It doesn't matter what level of relationship, there are still basics. And honesty and truthfulness should be one of the foundational things in your relationships. So if someone is constantly trying to pull the wool over your head and make you think you're crazy... For, for even questioning certain things because you can see it, but they're able to talk you away from it. They're able to talk you out of it. They're able to deceive you, OMG, and cause you to question uh, what you believed and what you feel and what you saw and what you have evidence for. You know, you get what I'm saying? So when you start seeing little signs like that and the dishonesty and the little lies, the little white lies, those are flags. Here's a here's a here's a secret, guys. Little lies turn into big lies. Now, let that lie right there. <laughs> so that's a, that's a sign. You know, if they're being untruthful and dishonest, please pay attention to that. Stop. Stop arguing about it, too. Isn't there's nothing to argue about. You lied. You're dishonest. And I don't need to be in connection with individuals that that uh, demonstrate that type of behavior. Number four. Oh, this is a big one, especially for women. It doesn't mean it excludes men, but women deal with this predominantly, and that is an unemotional person or someone who's disinterested or uninterested uh, or seemingly uninterested. Uh, when you find someone like that that's just so just straight, like there's no connection emotionally. There's no interest in your interest. The only interest they have is their interests. And if it's not their interest, then they're, they're just not interested. That is a flag. That is a sign. Why? Because we are human beings with emotional needs. And when we're in an exchange, with, which I'm referring to a relationship We have to be able to make those exchanges emotionally. And if I have this unemotional person that's that's sitting across from me and not giving me anything back, that's going to become problematic over time. Why? Because I have emotional needs as well. And so when you find that, it's important to just listen. I, you can't change people. People have their own reasons as to why they're unemotional. Could be from trauma. Could be from abuse. Could be from history. But guess what? Y'all know what my famous saying is. That's not your issue. Your thing is to make sure that you are guarding and keeping your, your heart safe. Uh, securing your emotional realm so that it does not get um, dismissed. Because when someone is unemotional or uninterested, they'll dismiss your emotions. And they would definitely dismiss your interest. So that's number four. Number five, beware of narcissistic traits, guys. Beware. Oh, God. And I'm not even going to get into that. I, now, listen, not everybody has been diagnosed with a narcissistic disorder, but I think some of us are just, we were under the radar. <laughs> okay? I'm just saying, IJS. But, I'm just going to give you a few of the traits that narcissism or narcissistic uh, behaviors demonstrate. So a lack of empathy, uh, uh, craving attention, needing to be admired, arrogant, self-centered, manipulative, demanding. These are all like classic traits of narcissism. And so when you encounter someone that, that lacks empathy, that craves attention, like they can never get, like, they just have to have your attention and, and you have to be the one to big them up. You know, they need your admiration. I need this. I need this. I need this for my esteem. I need to be wanted. I need to, when, when you're dealing with that. You are dealing with narcissistic traits, narcissistic tendencies. Once again, I am not a, a, uh, a doctor, so I'm not diagnosing uh, narcissism. I'm just giving you the actual traits of it. And so when you see these traits, I need you all, please, Coach Renee is begging you, pay attention to them. In my, in my profession, I've, I've witnessed so many individuals... That are trying to, they're in recovery from being in relationship with uh, someone with narcissistic tendencies. And um, it is heart-wrenching sometimes because their 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 awareness of it now is just more like, whoa. Th- I think the awareness becomes more painful. Uh, not so much that I didn't see it, but the fact that I've actually been dwelling under this all this time and didn't realize that this was not good for me, or this was not healthy for me, or that this individual ha- didn't have my best interest at heart at all, or that this individual was just about their own uh, perspective and their own interests and their own goals. They, it, it had nothing to do with me. It was all about them and what they desired. And so um, it, it, it kind of pulls on my heart even more thinking about that this particular flag because narcissistic traits have become so, um, norm. They, they become a part of our norms in society. And so, so many of us are walking around functioning in it, uh, without even realizing like, whoa, uh, this is not good. So we have to be aware and be ca- very cautious of the narcissistic traits. Number six, if you find someone that avoids dealing with conflict, run. Because here's our reality. In relationship, there is going to be conflict. And in relationship, we have to have enough strength and fortitude to confront the conflict and deal with it so that we can come to a healthy resolution But if you're afraid, if an individual is afraid, or 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 what I don't know, if they don't want to deal with it, they don't want. They just want to avoid conflict and think we're just going to live happily ever after. I need you to. If they're going to avoid dealing with conflict, I need you to avoid them. Okay, so that's a good flag to look out for. And don't take this excuse. Well, I'm just not confrontational. I just no no no. This is not about being confrontational. This is about doing something that is uh, humanly, uh, a human behavior that should be a part of our normal processes. We should not want to live in undefined conflict. We want to make sure that we're defining it and we are bringing resolution to it in the healthiest way possible. Number seven. Guys, we're almost there. If you find someone that's not acknowledging or expressing regrets, we're going to call that unapologetic Please do yourself a favor and leave that alone. You can't change that. They don't. They don't acknowledge or express regrets. So when the even the "I'm sorrys" they give you is not a regretful thing. It's just a, "I'm sorry." I'm doing this for you. I'm saying I'm sorry for you because I really didn't do anything wrong. I have no regrets for what I did. I have no regrets for what I said. Those kinds of things actually those things tie right into the narcissistic traits too, because that's where empathy is missing in that area. And so when you find someone that's unapologetic, they can never apologize and, 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 and feel like you feel the apology. You, you know within yourself, like, yes, they, they are, they are apologetic for what, you know, for whatever the reason is. If you can't feel that, If they're not giving that, translating that to you, it's a flag, guys. Look at it very clearly before you get hooked up and booed up with this kind of individual. Number eight. This this kind of ties into number seven. If they refuse to own their mistakes, listen. People need look in a normal, healthy processing. We own our mess. We own our mistakes. We're bold enough and 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 grown enough to say it was me. It was my fault. This is my part of it. I did it. Or all of those that verbiage right there. If that person is is, is got a lump in their throat because they can't say I did this. And every time if you say something, you know they'll, they they want to pin it on you. You know. Well, you know you you left the light on. Well, you left the door open. They never, that, that person didn't even own that. They left the light on that is a dismiss That's dismissiveness. And it is petty too. You know, uh, what does me leaving the door open have, have to do with you leaving the light on that is, that's that type of behavior when people can't own their mess, own their mistakes, that is a big issue and it is a flag because you know what? You will never ever in a relationship with someone like that. You will never ever get validation when there is a mistake. You will never get a, get validation for how you feel because they they're going to tell you how they feel. You know, I feel bad. I, I feel, I feel upset that you did this. Well, I feel upset that you did this, that kind of, that kind of foolery run run forest run get out of there okay so that's number eight number nine always blaming others if they're always blaming others and and once again this ties into not owning it they're always blaming others shifting the blame that's something you want to get away from that's something you want to avoid in dealing with people don't get into relationships with that okay number 10 abuse in any form I don't care if it's physical, emotional, mental. I don't care if they grab your arm hard. You know that's not funny. You need to pay attention to that. You watch their aggression levels. If they get angry, how do they react? How do they respond? How do they react to uh, in in traffic? How do they react to you know someone in the store? How do they react? How do they respond? How what's their aggression level? Be mindful of that because that can turn into. Other levels of abuse and um, abuse of any form is toxic. So if you got there's abuse going on, don't be don't don't make excuses for it. Get out of there. Number 11. If they're speaking down on others, speaking down about others all the time, speaking down about you, speaking down about your family and this. And if they're doing all of the, the speaking down on people, what makes you think they're not going to constantly speak down on you? That's embedded in the the character, and you have to flee. <laughs> the Bible says, "Abstain and flee from evil." Right? That's evil. Get up out of there. All right. Number twelve. We're almost there. We're on the home stretch. Number twelve. If they're controlling and manipulative, that goes back into the narcissist the, the narcissistic traits. Controlling and manipulative. Get out of there. That's not the relationship for you. And please, women, this is for you. Do not use that as an excuse to talk about you submitting. That's going to be a whole nother podcast. All right. We'll talk about that at another time. But controlling and manipulative. And the last one, if they deny or ignore your concerns, please do yourself a favor. Do your heart a favor and get out of that. Do not become connected entangled, and, and intertwined with these particular signs. If people have these signs, you listen, there's work to be done. And guess what? If you have any of these signs, then you need to do the work. So this is just a, a, a kickoff of our relationship series. These are just some toxic behaviors that I want you to like, be alerted on. Go back, rewind this podcast, listen to it over and over, write them down, put them in a note, paste them on some stickies and be alert and vigilant, people, because you want to make sure that in your relationships there is health, there's happiness and there is success. I hope this was helpful for you on today. I'm looking forward to the next part of this relationship series. We're going to get into some deeper things. uh, But until then, I'll catch you guys later. Have a good one.